Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And with us today is our special guest, Nigel. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is my normal voice. Hi. <laughs> Nigel has joined us to give us the inside scoop on Savers, which is a thrift store chain that is less good than Goodwill, but less evil than Salvation Army. Let me tell you, they're all the same to me. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> That's not true. To the best of my knowledge, Savers hasn't murdered a homeless woman, so, you know. Yeah, that is true. They're we... ahead of the game. The way Ken has ranked it is definitely, like, the order of operations in which you should, like, decide what thrift store to patronize. Honestly, Savers is probably the best of all because we organize our clothes by size and not color, which seems insane. I actually went to um, a Salvation Army today. I didn't buy anything. Uh, <laughs> I went to a Salvation Army today just to see what it was like, and I'm like... Oh, this place is awful. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> How is this thing still going? <laughs> Gumption. In addition to the fact that they're, like, unquestionably evil, they also just are incapable of stocking items that are worth buying. Let me tell you that they stock a lot of things, but not probably more than they should, <laughs> from what I've seen. Yeah, mostly f complete boxed sets of Fifty Shades of Grey. That is true. I've been looking to stock up, but Nigel, please, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I enjoy long walks on... The avenue and you absolutely do not stop lying and staring into the void. Um, <laughs> so I, Nigel, I'm in my early 30s, uh, lifelong interest in antiques and collectibles because, you know, just born that way. Like Much Lady, like Lady Gaga. Like like Lady Gaga <laughs> says. And I am a, a former sorter at Savers. I no longer work for them. So allegedly, I can't get in trouble. Allegedly. <laughs> And let me just tell you that everything I say on this podcast will be alleged. <laughs> let me just clear up right now that if they didn't make you sign an NDA, then they cannot legally get you in trouble for talking about them. I'm trying to remember if they made me sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely doubt they would. You would have noticed, and I also believe, and uh, anyone who's better at law can confirm for me, I'm pretty sure you have to alert someone to the fact that they're signing an NDA. You can't just slip it under. Because, like, at that point, your NDA is sort of pointless. Because they won't know that that's a rule if you don't, if you don't tell them. I am also a longtime fan of the podcast and an avid listener. Aww, Aww you. Please subscribe <laughs> and donate to the Patreon. Thank you. Patreon.com slash AntiquesFreaks. Seamless. <laughs> I will try not to dump too hard on savers, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll do it for you if you're feeling shy about it. So, what struck me most about Nigel's employment at Savers was day one in the sorting room encountering a piece of staple repaired porcelain that could go for hundreds of dollars on eBay. And upon alerting management to the presence of this potentially high ticket item, being told that it's broken and therefore no one wants it and having to watch it go into the crusher dumpster. Yeah, sorry. And I'm sorry, just to underscore that today, I stopped in Savers today because I've been looking for some furniture and I had to put three pieces of porcelain back because they were irreparably actually broken. Savers. So what happens when an item gets donated that might result in it either getting unjustly tossed away or reaching the shelf in irreparable condition? Well, listeners, as you may well know, <laughs> donating an item to Savers is not only good for our community and our environment, but it's also good for the community and our environment. <laughs> I, Sorry, I, feel, I, don't know what I I'm get the about. feeling you're reciting the thing that they actually pipe in in Savers every 30 minutes. <laughs> like, Barely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now, if it's good for the community, is it also good for the environment? But if it's good for the environment, is it also good for the community? Because it doesn't go in a landfill. Yay! Except most of the time, it's going in a landfill. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> All right, well, what Savers does is that they take donated items from a local community or from far away if we don't get enough stuff. <laughs> and we will sell that to the customers. But before that, we weigh those items and then doing a magic algorithm of math, we will donate to a local nonprofit or a, like a fund for something special or something needy. Equivalent to the weight that was donated by the community in terms of merchandise? Yes. Interesting. I did not know that. So donating to Savers is actually good, even if the item you have donated is a soiled toilet seat. <laughs> More on those later. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> All right. But first off, the journey of your donated item. I've donated my fifth copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? Yes. <laughs> What's going to happen to it? It's going into the donation bin. You've left it there with a <laughs> smile on your face and a pat on your back because you're doing such a good thing. For your local community and the environment. <laughs> All right. So you've gone to our donation drive up center or you've just come into the store and thrown it into a big green bin. I believe we call those OS bins. They are five by five by four feet deep. So big enough to lose a toddler. Several. Thank God. <laughs> Basically enough weight to like hold 500 pounds of stuff. And someone has come to collect it, and it is going towards the way station inside the magical production center, the Hive of Savers. The back room they don't let you go into, even if you really want to. Most people do not read the sign that says, please do not go any further. And boy, do they go further. (laughs) Then they should have. So your item is in a box. It's on a a large steel cart that's about 8 feet tall by 12 feet wide. And it is not the only item on this cart. Absolutely not. (laughs) These carts usually weigh between 600 to 1,000 pounds of goods. Whoa. And if your porcelain is at the very bottom in a trash bag, well, more on that later. (laughs) But so the cart is weighed and we find out it is, oh, let's say 800 pounds, which was most of my carts that I got every day. Jesus Christ, Nigel. Yes. It takes two people to move. (laughs) Also, you wouldn't want to be behind it when someone's moving it because you will get crushed. What if I want to be crushed? Considered that. (laughs) I feel like you can accomplish that goal without getting those Savers employees indicted on manslaughter charges. Fair point. Eh, Whatever your Sunday includes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So now the redemption workers, I believe they're called. Oh, God, that sounds strange. (laughs) The donation workers. Will they save me? (laughs) They are rolling the cart over people. Uh, (laughs) They are trying not to tip over things. And on the way to our station, there was just boxes covering every wall and just things poking out. It's an organized mess, as they told me. I told, yeah, I, you know. Oh, so now the cart has been rolled over an old woman and is now coming into (laughs) the housewares department. Yay! Yay! I'm leaving. I'm moving out of the way because I don't want to get run over as well. (laughs) Boo, running over. The cart has rolled into the wall and slammed and dinged several (laughs) inches of wall. (laughs) Like always. Like every day, several times. (laughs) It is now my job to sort this entire cart of 800 pounds of goods. I don't know if you could hear the 8,000 quotation marks around the word sort, but... 
Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> sorting is what it's called, but there's a mantra that comes to mind. Something that was, that was drilled into me since day one. And it is our next step, and it is called dump and push. I will refrain from making the obvious joke. <laughs> it's the next bend and snap, folks. Oh. <laughs> it's like a really depressing bop it. <laughs> dump it. Push it. Dump it. <laughs> push it. <laughs> Give up. No. Push it. <laughs> This car is eight feet tall, which is taller than me, but I am still going to safely try to take the top box off of it and put it on the table and dump out its contents. This box might weigh 10 pounds. It might weigh 70. I'm not sure, but I'm going as slow as possible. The box or the trash bag, which is what most people donate things in, it is dumped out or ripped open. And anything that isn't a houseware, which was my department, if it's shoes, clothes, or books, or anything else that isn't housewares i have to put it in a box to the side of my table and then it gets taken away by me because no one else does that job (laughs) (laughs) to some other table for some other department to sort for some other poor soul as i have dumped every object on the table i have to look at these objects with my eyes (laughs) that's usually how it starts yeah (laughs) incredible I realize this might be a highly technical look at the inside baseball view of the savers industry, but rest assured these details are important, listener. It's important, mostly. I am trying... (laughs) No, it's very important because I'm trying to look for broken glass or rat droppings because, you know, I shouldn't have thrown that on the table. (laughs) But accidents do happen now, don't they? Our tables at our store were a little bit contrived due to the recent pandemic, we had to be six feet or further away from our pricer, who is at the end of the table. So we put many different tables together to form one large table. With our powers combined. With these tables combined, they make my job a little bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) These tables are made of composite wood with large gouges in them, very uneven surface. They are metal edged and those metal edges are raised. And if an object falls out of the box and hits one of those metal edges, it usually breaks. (laughs) Already, we're just getting rid of a lot of things. (laughs) As I'm picking up objects that I've dumped on my table, I take a look at them. Hey, is this a houseware? Is it clean? Does it need to be wiped in three wipes? Because they only let you do it in three wipes. If it takes more than three wipes, it's no good and it goes into the crushing bin? No, I just put it out anyways. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I'm sorry. If you find a filthy object at Savers, please know that I just did not have the fourth wipe available to me to clean it all the way. Rip. And dear listener, I tried. (laughs) I also have 15 seconds per object. Oh. So. No pressure. That's telling us to the fate of many of the things that happen. I look at it as in 360 as quickly as I can. Maybe I clean it. Maybe I don't. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I have 15 seconds and it must go. So I place it on the table. And I give it a shove, and there it goes. Goodbye. (laughs) Is it stemware? I hope not. (laughs) Oh, stemware. (sighs) Stemware. Something tells me there will be a list of things not to donate later in this episode. (gasps) Oh, you think? (laughs) Good guess. It's almost like you have the outline. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Put the sausage back. Nobody's got to see where it gets made. So I'm pushing as many objects as I can down that table. And they are being pushed, woo, wish, wee, towards our pricer. She takes a look at that object, also for 15 seconds, and says, yeah, that's 199 
prints out a price tag and puts it on our rolling cart. When that rolling cart fills up to about, well, filled, it will be taken by our roller, who is a person that just stocks all of our shelves in our in our little houseware section. Little. A mere four aisles of housewares. <laughs> and that's where you, dear listener, our dear customer, will see that magnificent, hopefully undamaged and not-so-disgusting object ready for you to purchase and admire and take into your own home. God, I hope you wash your hands when you get home. <laughs> Thank you for shopping with us. And remember, your donations help your community and the environment. By donating to Savers, you prevent items from going into a landfill. Or do you? Or do you? <laughs> uh, all right. This Is this a good time to admit that there are times when I've used Savers as a workaround to not having to go to the dump? <laughs> uh, same. Both hosts are guilty of this. I, I've always figured, like, they're equipped to things send things to the dump right and it's gonna cost me like ten dollars and i'll have to drive there and it closes at four and if they weigh it before they dump it technically we get money as a community that is true so what you're saying is what i should be donating garbage i will say this uh from your uh confessions that you've just done now you're both dead to me <laughs> <laughs> I don't send, all right, I gotta clarify. I don't send like nasty, dirty, or very clearly broken things. I just send big things that nobody wants. I'm making the assumption that it is going to be shoveled into the dumpster. I'm just donating books I can't bear to throw into a garbage can myself. Yeah, same. As with Ken, I believe that's the kind of thing, like I'm not dumping toilet seats. <laughs> Thank you. Please do not donate toilet seats. And that brings me to my next line item. Item savers will not sell. <laughs> So don't bother donating them. Please, for the love of God, do not donate these things. I'm pleading with you. Well, I don't really have to anymore. I don't work there. Uh-huh. But for humanity's sake. Wait, you still, you still have empathy, I think. <laughs> as, yeah, as a human, I still have just a terse bit of empathy. Just a small smidgen, a stain on my shirt that is called empathy. <laughs> so this list includes food. Please do not donate a jar of applesauce. <laughs> Have you ever seen a jar of applesauce on the shelf priced at Savers? You haven't, because they don't sell food. We cannot sell food because what if someone got sick of buying all these things? Yeah, there are licenses involved with selling food, so... Oh, that is true. That is that as well. The licenses to prevent people from getting sick. Yeah. I believe we can't even sell spices or like potpourri. Well, no, we can sell potpourri. They can all be tampered. Well, because you're not supposed to eat the potpourri. You can, and I don't think anyone's going to be in a position to stop you, ultimately. But <laughs> but you shouldn't eat potpourri. But you shouldn't. No. And you also shouldn't donate your spices to savers. We will toss those in the garbage immediately. Also, olive oil, people... Um, oh, you ever see, like, a decorative bottle of olive oil that has a bunch of, like, peppers and, like, parsley and baby's breath? I don't know. There's, like, plants inside, a, like, a bottle of olive oil. That's and... not supposed to be decorative, is it? I thought no. the plants are supposed to flavor the olive oil. I'm so sorry for your lack of ties to, like, any kind of culture, but it is, <laughs> it serves a flavoring purpose. <laughs> How dare you? Nigel's people have a long and proud history. Of boiling things. <laughs> But I continue, don't, just donate food, because we will immediately toss it in the trash, and you're just basically wasting a worker's time. Oh, next on the agenda, used baby bottle nipples. Oh no. Ew. Oh no. Oh no. 
Let me tell you, we get a ton of baby stuff that is open, and I do not like getting it, because it looks gross, and <laughs> half of the Tupperware we get is smoker's teeth yellow. <laughs> or it's got those little bubbles on the side, like, of Tupperware that it gets, like, from microwaving. Yeah, don't donate that. That can go, like, in the recycling bin, I think, at your own house. Here's a fun thing. If you are concerned and want to help disadvantaged parents with newborns, buy new ones and donate them to a women's shelter. Or just donate cash directly to a women's shelter. Or call the women's shelter and say, what do you need? And then they'll probably say, actually, cash, and you'll have your answer. (laughs) Do not do this because you think you are helping anyone, as Nigel has confirmed you are not. (laughs) And we all know that, like, babies need a ton of things, and you just buy so much of it, and then people gift you things for your baby. They're like, God, I need all these cribs. Why did they give me two? (laughs) I only had one child. I guarantee every mother listening to this is just like, God, I wish someone had bought me two freaking cribs. (laughs) I don't know, or a car seat, or... Nigel is not a parent. (laughs) Full disclosure. I think you might have gotten a warped idea of how many people are in a position to have baby showers and how many people's baby showers are well attended by wealthy relatives. (laughs) Well, excuse me for being this pale and inconsiderate. (laughs) I am sorry. It's, it's, you know. I'm bringing up baby stuff because, like, baby cribs, we cannot sell those. Absolutely not because... Danger. Danger. Danger for baby. Danger for babies and other people, too. Oh, okay. I was actually a little confused about that one, but that makes a lot of sense. You know how, like, about every year or so, they're like, oh, God, the car seats we had last year are killing infants. We need new car seats. And then all the car seats produced prior then are no longer legal to have in your car and put an infant inside? It's a bit like that. Yes. Almost every year, yeah, some type of, like, baby object gets reinvented or just, like... Recalled? Recalled, Because of all the dead infants? Because of that. Also, we don't know exactly how to test this. We don't have, like, you know, dummy babies to, like, rock in these cribs and then, like, oh, is it tip over? Okay, it's safe. Like, we don't have the time or energy or the know-how to test, like, baby furniture. So we just say flat out no. We absolutely cannot take these. Just assume it will kill a baby and put it in the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense now that it's been explained to me. If at all you can recycle the fabric or the plastic or the wood of these furniture and or possibly disassemble it, you can recycle these things and someone else can take it. Nail it to your wall as an installation of art. Just leave it outside like an art college and some students will take it. That's actually really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> because even if no one uses it, that's still someone else to throw it out for you. Here's the thing. You put it in like... A wealthy neighborhood with a free sign on someone's front lawn, (laughs) and then someone will take it. But Nigel, what about my used breast milk pump? Oh, right, your used breast milk pump. I wish you would stop showing that to me at parties. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got nothing else going on this year. (laughs) This is a message to our listeners and our donators. Please do not donate your used breast pump. We get so many, (laughs) and we do not take any of them because they're used. Do you know why? Because they've had your bodily fluids inside of it. Yeah, and no one wants that inside their baby. If you don't understand how that's a biohazard, I don't know what to tell you. I feel like there should be a really hard rule for giving things that are intended for babies, and one of them should be, has there been a stranger's bodily fluids in it? I feel like that's an easy one to clear and go, oh yeah, never mind. (laughs) So yeah, it's like bodily fluids, safety procedures. 
did this get recalled because a mother lost her nipples? We don't know that, and we're not going to find out for you. So we cannot sell this item. Sensible. <laughs> I'm assuming life preservers fall under a similar safety recall umbrella. Absolutely. Uh, helmets and life preservers or anything that keeps you floating or your skull from cracking open on a sidewalk. Please do not donate these things because we don't know if they're safe or if they got recalled. Yeah, that is one thing about helmets that I do know is um, you absolutely never buy them used because you cannot see the damage that has already occurred to them. And I feel like that's a blanket to uh, what you were just saying about safety items in general. Yes, uh, apparently uh, Salvation Army sells helmets and they really shouldn't. <laughs> That's bad. They also murder homeless women. So, you know, grain of salt for whatever <laughs> Salvi's is doing. Yeah. That's true. They do They do have very little compunction about causing death, so. Well, enough about that. And now on to toilet seats. No. <laughs> Remember the bodily fluid issue with breast pumps? Hey, guess what happens on a toilet seat, everybody? <laughs> no matter how hard you clean it, I don't care. We do not sell at Savers toilet seats. <laughs> Even if they are brand new in the box, we do not sell toilet seats. I hate that we live in a world where that has to be clarified. We don't sell commodes. We don't sell... Well, a commode is like a... It's like a chair with a hole in the middle with a removable bucket underneath for when you are in a position where you cannot get from your bed to a bathroom in a reasonable amount of time. That. It is helpful for the elderly and the handicapped and the recovering. But it's not helpful for savers because we do not sell those things. <laughs> As helpful as they are to other people. Again, if you would like to help disadvantaged people who you think might need that, call the local charity old folks home or any kind of like medical distribution and say, how can I help? And they'll probably ask for money. Because again, the resource they can make best use of is fluid cash. And not bodily fluids. Yeah, and not fluids in a tub that you gave them. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. And now... Something that shouldn't I shouldn't have to explain why, and I probably won't. I'll just let you, dear listener, think of why we cannot do this. Use turkey basters. No. Oh, boy. No. And if you do see someone at Savers has bagged up a turkey baster that, hmm, does that look yellow to me? Is the Tupperware old? Hmm. No. <laughs> no. Literally, I asked... One of our old ladies at the... She has to be like 90. I asked her like, why don't we sell turkey basters? Because that was stupid at the time. <laughs> and then she just starts laughing and raving. She's like, oh, you can't trust anybody nowadays. Uh, you, we can't sell those. You know what people are up to. <laughs> and I'm like, enough said. <laughs> Making wonderful seasoned juicy turkeys? <laughs> Even if that was, dear God, we pray all they were doing with their turkey basters. That's still biohazard. Yeah, it's still not something I'd buy used. Because turkeys are living creatures with many fluids that, if cooked improperly, or if left out too long after cooking, become extremely hazardous to human health. Oh, yeah. Turkey basters are used in the, the duration of the cooking of a turkey when it is not 165 degrees. And we don't know when was the last time somebody cleaned out that rubber tubing. Or if they know how to do it correctly. True. Yes. Or if they think a cold rinse with a garden hose will do it. <laughs> or if they're in a rush for a date. You never know. I hate this topic. What's the next thing you shouldn't donate? <laughs> okay, next topic. Easy bake ovens. Woo! For one thing, you could get a much better price for them on eBay. There's but a... the other reason is I feel like the thing that says, child, 
This will get warm and filled with electricity. Please put your hand inside of it. That might be a danger to children, yes? Absolutely. I don't even know how they still sell these things without, like, like, like lawn darts were banned. How are we still selling Easy Bake Ovens? And we, we get lawn darts sometimes. Technically, now the tray insert is done with a special little spatula, and you're not supposed to be able to get your tiny child hand inside. But the thing about tiny child hands is that they are tiny and on children. And children are determined and small and flexible. And they will absolutely just get their hands snagged on the metal trap. Disgusting. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a bunch of new, like, limiting safety fa- f- features on the new ones. Um, it still should not be used without general observa- observation. Adult supervision? A supervision. Adult observ. Watch the kid hurt himself. <laughs> Take notes for the science. Yeah, and you know, you'll be able to tell the doctor better what happened, what went so fucking wrong. <laughs> Little Timmy has one less hand than he did at his last checkup. How'd that happen? Good news, doctor. I know exactly why that is. <laughs> I watched the whole thing happen. Unfortunately, we did get a, a vintage knockoff, a tasty treat oven from the 70s. Oh, something that would have gone for big money on eBay, but because savers can't sell it, had to go into the crusher garbage? Absolutely. Oh, the pain. Um, if you feel any better, I cut the cord off and the cord was recycled. That is yeah. much as I can do. Uh, yeah, you know, you did your damnedest and that's worth something. I did what was legally obligated of me to do. <laughs> Um, I also, I did not write this on my list, but I'm adding it in because hot light bulbs, oh no, uh, we don't sell lava lamps. I think those explode, or, or like, depending on how old they are, or they're just like, it's a hot bulb, and sometimes those things tip over and then a child just shove their hand in. I mean, they're, they're basically just filled with oopsie fluid, which like, that doesn't seem like safe to have in your store that doesn't have any insurance from the sound of it. There's oftentimes where we don't even put out like buckets of perler beads because the lady who was pricing that day just said like, I don't want to have to deal with it if someone tips that over. A quote, allegedly. (laughs) An alleged quote from an alleged worker from allegedly savers. And finally, my favorite of all, broken and soiled toys. Ooh. Oh, joy. Yay. Unfortunately, the Barbie with the chewed up hands cannot be salvaged at our savers location. That's funny because I have seen quite a few for sale. <laughs> Listen, some people have bad eyes, okay? <laughs> oh, shit, I got really, I got wicked heated. I <laughs> clipped the mic at that point. <laughs> Sometimes things do go past us and we don't catch them all, but we do usually try not to send out soiled stuffed animals. Those we have to throw away. We have to throw them away because we don't know what that stain is. Or if they smell like cigarettes, that is just sad and I'm throwing that away. (laughs) Just shedding a tear for humanity's sake. Yeah, I mean, in general, that just sucks. (laughs) Broken items in general. Please do not bring these in. But what kind of broken item should you not bring in? Any. Yeah, no, don't bring in any. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I'm talking about like when you bring in a ceramic jar and there's chips or cracks or anything that if someone would put their hand on it unknowingly and they could cut their hand. And then, now I have to clean up blood on the aisle. Thanks a lot. Although I should have checked it, so it's my own fault. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, while Savers does technically sell stemware, would you recommend donating stemware? On the one condition that you have properly wrapped your stemware. And I will tell you how. So, when we're getting to how you should be donating your items, please feel free to wrap all your ceramics, glassware, or other breakables in newspaper. It is the most efficient and cost-effective thing to do. Some people do bubble wrap. You don't have to. Yeah, no, bubble wrap's expensive. You guys are getting newsprint out of me. Try to pack your donations in a medium-sized box, nothing too large, say 
an old TV box. I don't know if listeners know what that is anymore. Do you remember when TVs weren't flat? <laughs> I remember. Do you remember like 15 years ago? 20 years? God damn it. 20, was it 20 Stop. years ago? No, we're, ah, we're all aging the more you talk. <laughs> so like a two and a half foot by two and a half foot box. Perfect. Wonderful. I can grab that. I was going to say, you're going to confuse the shit out of people. They're going to say like a TV box. They're going to cram it all on the slim line. <laughs> Fucking flat screen block box will be like, oh, the savers guy said so. I mean, I heard Nigel say it. <laughs> a two by two box will do perfectly. Please do not mix breakables and clothes or toys or loose items in a trash bag. You can probably put only clothes in a trash bag and that is fine. But most other objects have sharp surfaces and the bags rip incredibly easy. And also, if it's all just jangling around inside a loose bag together, something's going to break. Some people have the clever, that's in quotations, the clever idea (laughs) of uh, wrapping their stemware in a blanket or a towel and then continuing to roll more stemware and more breakables in the same towel. Oh, rookie mistake. So when the towel is taken out of the bag of presumably clothes and shaken out to be folded. (laughs) Blam. (laughs) Yeah, oh, and loose toys in a trash bag, they will always rip. Even though you're thinking you're just like, oh, it's a big old bag of toys, that's fine. Now, action figures and dolls always have, like, some weird little, like, snag or, like, a thumb will just grab hold and start ripping. Like, the toys are trying to escape. Because they are. They are. They're alive. And they know what you did. They're trying to get into my house so I can sell them on eBay for better prices. No, uh, yeah, like a box or a tub you don't want anymore. That's fine. Uh, well, uh, a Rubbermaid tub. Yeah, that's the tub. Not a steel porcelain tub. <laughs> I like the idea that accepting donations at Savers is like trying to deal with the fae and you have to avoid being too literal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what clever tricks they pull on me every single day. Wait, wait, I have a quick question. I have a quick question for the last topic. Are reusable plastic shopping bags convenient for donations and appreciated, or would they really rather I didn't and pick up a box? I would say the box is the better option because plastic bags are not always recycled, if at all. Okay, I see. Uh, No, they are never recycled. Boxes, we will reuse those to give to customers to put their purchases in. Or we, we recycle them in a baler. So cardboard is always the best idea. Okay, that's great. Thank you. That's extremely helpful. I will cease that habit. And by donating your cardboard box, you are saving the environment by preventing bags from going to a landfill. But am I and also helping my community? local community. <laughs> by helping your local community. You are preventing your local community from going to a landfill. Thus improving the environment. What if I would like my local community to get in a landfill? Because one of them is smoking outside my window right now. <laughs> That's just a seagull. <laughs> That's eating see- a cigarette. A seagull's got a fat duber right outside my window. <laughs> You've seen the gulls around here. You know what they get up to. Fun facts. The sort of position at Savers is one of the most elevated risks for contracting a bloodborne disease. Ooh. A bloodborne disease? A bloodborne disease. Like hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and HIV. Oh no. Good God. What, why is that? Uh, fun fact. Uh, hepatitis B, the virus itself, can live outside of a living human body for seven days. Whoops. Life will find a way, won't it? Um... <laughs> 
I think hepatitis C and HIV last for a couple of hours. So if bodily fluids do get on your items... Such as your breast milk pump or anything you've happened to bleed on. Bedpans. <laughs> Use toilet seats. Use toilet seats. Please reconsider because you are exposing an innocent worker to a bloodborne disease and they would not like that. Just don't get your bodily fluids anywhere near the saver's donation bin. Honestly, most of the workers don't have enough PTO to take out to, uh, you know, get treated for a bloodborne disease. So oh, another wonderful factoid about working at Savers. <laughs> Although Savers does provide its workers with a durable rubber working gloves as a only defense against these bloodborne pathogens. Wait, they don't Yay. give you they don't give you chem safe gloves? Define a chem safe glove. Yeah. It is a usually elbow length glove that is reinforced against tears and is resistant to most chemicals and fluids, save some of the more strong acids and industrial fluids. So, like, you know how you're not supposed to go bare knuckle into cement? It's very bad for your skin. You use them for things like that. Now, Dee, given how most of the American retail industry treats its workers, what are the odds do you think that Nigel had access to equipment such as this in the work floor? Given how cheap they are to acquire, it should be a crime that they are not provided with that. Well, who's checking that anyways? You have to call OSHA, and when do they respond? Usually within about a week. We did not get, at our store, allegedly, we did not get elbow-length <laughs> gloves for the opera. Uh, we only got <laughs> we only got wrist-length, so... And those gloves, they're a thicker rubber material that is supposedly chemical-resistant, but oftentimes when I am working with something that is wet from the rain, if it's a rainy day and you're donating something... I hope it's, like, probably wrapped in plastic or enough newspaper. Yeah, I've learned my lesson to just not donate on on a rain day. You can just, like, put it in a plastic bag, maybe. That's the one time I would I would agree to it. Okay, all right. Just make sure it's enforced against the rain. Yes, because if it's just a loose box open to the wild, rain just starts to collect in open jars, and then the box is heavier. Oh, no. <laughs> and then rainwater spills on me <laughs> when I have to tip over the box. And dump and push it down the table. Fun time. So if you don't do that, you're dumping water directly on our friend Nigel. Please do not. You monster. But it's not just human fluid-borne pathogens you have to look out for. Oh, yes. <laughs> there is also one more I, one more thing that we fear the most. Rat and mouse droppings. Yay. Uh, uh, oh, God. Hey. hey, everyone listening. Have you heard of the hantavirus? Say, folks, have you at home heard of the hantavirus? It's extremely deadly and spread primarily through what now, Nigel? Through mouse and rat droppings, which includes their feces and their urine. Oh, no. And uh, mice have this bad problem where wherever they're crawling, they're just, you know, pooping and peeing just at random, uncontrolled, because they're an animal and they don't have that ability. Well, actually, there's a variety of behavioral reasons why they do that, but, um, yes. They want to mark their territory on this uh, very lovely carnival glass punch bowl that you have donated. Why did you have mice in it? I don't know, but I cannot take this now because I do not want to risk breathing in the, uh, how should I put it, airized, dried up mouse poop and urine. So I am tossing this entire box into the trash. So sorry, we do not clean these items because it would be putting our workers at a risk and also gross. <laughs> it's gross and it takes up too much time. It really costs you absolutely very little time and exactly no money to just get a wet rag and wipe your stuff down before you donate it. That would be best, please. <laughs> Any little bit of cleaning would do. 
If your item is covered in dust, was sinning in an apartment with a smoker who smoked inside, you know, a pack a day, that item accumulates a certain, how should I put it, tar substance on the outside of it. But our antiques kind of collect this stuff. And if you don't wash them, then I have to deal with it. If you're sitting here looking for the excuse to stop smoking, collecting antiques is an extremely good reason to stop smoking. Have you considered chewing gum? Yum. Lollipops? Heroin. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, that's a, right. You would damage your collectible spoons. A bridge too far. You would. <laughs> you would damage your collectible spoons. And then what would you have? No Nothing. No, no collectible spoons. spoons. That's for goddamn sure. I actually just bought some from Savers today. Very weird that you brought that up. <laughs> I hope they were very lovely spoons. In the box. And thank you for shopping at your local Savers. Wait, by shopping at my local Savers, did I help my community and help save the environment? You did. No, actually. Holy shit. Oh. Sorry, I have to make that clear. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, there is a line between. When you buy something at Savers, you are giving money to Savers. But when you donate to Savers, thus you are donating to your local charity and helping avoid putting something in a landfill. Ooh. And also helping Savers, because Savers has to pay literally nothing to acquire the merchandise they then sell. Tax write-off. Yay. Woo! I will say that we do pay for our dumpster, and some people get upset when they don't when we don't allow them to throw things in our dumpster, like an entire collection of baby furniture. <laughs> Whoa. A person did try to bring an open truck of baby furniture, cribs, rockers, car seats into the Savers donation bin. The guy said, hold on up. This is all stuff we cannot sell. One of these items we would let slip through because, you know, that just happens. But the guys were like, hells no. This is like an entire truck's worth. The guy's like, well, can you put it in your dumpster? They replied, no, we pay for that. Go elsewhere, please. So, Nigel, would you recommend donating a priceless antique? Such as, perhaps, a staple-repaired piece of porcelain. Mm. Oh boy, that. So, when I said I was an avid listener of your podcast, there was one episode that I missed. <laughs> and it was stapled repair pottery. Are you kidding me, Nigel? It literally happened Nigel. the week that episode came out. Oh my god. <laughs> I looked at the... I was like, oh hey, wait, I thought this sounds familiar. As much as I did, I did try to say, hey, I think this is something... I could check off, like, with my friend, who is an uh, uh, antiques appraiser. One of these two idiots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut. <laughs> Nigel, I'm calling Savers and telling them about this expose you've done. <laughs> oh, no. It's too late. I have a new job now. <laughs> We're going to fire you. <laughs> but in general, donating an antique is probably not going to be appreciated at Savers and might very well be thrown away, yes? Yeah, I would say if you know somebody who is just an antiques dealer, just give it to them. Or just drop it off at a local antique store. They'll probably take it. If it's something you were going to give away for free, definitely reach out to someone who might care. Antiques dealers are adept and used to throwing out the garbage that comes with your nice stuff, so like... Or you can put it up on the Facebook Marketplace... Free exchange groups exist, so I'm told. I'd have to get a Facebook to find out. They do. I'm on them. Or Craigslist with a sign that says free. Your front lawn with a sign that says free. Think about the condition of your item. I know Marie Kondo says, does this item bring you happiness? I want you to rethink that. Does this item bring anyone happiness? <laughs> Did this mug you used to use as a pen case or like a pencil? Like, you know, you shoved your pens in it and you're like, yay, got something now. Oh, this is too old. I don't want it anymore. I'll donate it savers. We won't take it because it is all scratched up and probably has ink inside of it. And I don't have time to clean ink out of a mug. 
We get, you know, hundreds of mugs a day. That mug was not what I was thinking of when I said Priceless Antiques, but I appreciate you including it. I, I think the mug does it does illustrate his very helpful upgrade to Marie Kondo's philosophy. <laughs> Will this make anyone spark joy is an excellent second question to ask when donating. Is this object just way too broken? Is it in pieces? In the antiques, what do you do with a chipped bowl or a chipped plate? Like It varies very much on what it is. Value is heavily determined by condition, but sometimes condition can be overlooked. For example, if a piece is from the 1700s, it would be almost unfair to expect it to be unscathed. So if that gets chipped, we can still probably convince someone to pay money for it. Yeah. Whereas... It becomes less forgivable the newer the item gets. For example, a Hummel figurine, already worthless, and with a chip, why bother? Exactly. You put those out sometimes. <laughs> oh, that is the one antique savers will always take and cherish, is Hummel figurines. Because for some reason, the people working in the back room are convinced that these things have not only held their original value, but have greatly increased in value. So the Hummel figurines are not only cherished, but they are brought carefully to the very front of the building and placed in the locked glass case with frankly insane price tags. I am not in control of the prices. That's some <laughs> boomer's job. I mean, I, I think Nigel Nigel's insight into how the uh, that sausage gets made is very useful for understanding why these things happen, because knowing that they all have roughly 15 seconds to do literally everything explains every problem you've had at Savers. It all goes back to, well, they didn't really have time to think about that, now did they? Well, Nigel, thank you for sharing with us your Savers wisdom. Oh, anytime. And if you listeners have some questions, I don't care anymore. I don't work there. <laughs> no, if, if anyone thinks of a new question that we did not answer here, like tell us some hot goss, send us a question. To where, Ken? Why? Podcast at gmail.com. Yay. Or they could post in our Facebook group, Antiques Freaks Friends. Or they could tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com. Or they could even scroll down to whichever app they're listening to use... Nope. Whichever app they're using to listen to this and write a review. I gave this podcast two stars for its two amazing podcasters. <laughs> I take it back. You have to give us a high rating or we won't answer your question. Nigel, if you don't, the minute we close this call, log in and leave that review specifically. <laughs> I didn't understand the rating system. Two stars for each of them. If you don't fix that immediately, I am dubbing over this entire track with with just like, Nigel's dumb. Nigel's dumb and Saver should sue him. <laughs> You don't edit the podcast. I will pay Ken an embarrassing amount of money to do it. You assume I can be bought? <laughs> Every man has his price. But for a very reasonable price, you could check out our Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash antiquesfreaks. I purchase a variety of vintage goods, along with t-shirts and stickers with the podcast logo on them. Every clown also has a price. Full disclosure, the only reason I haven't had the clown posted is because I keep taking funny photos of it. <laughs> But soon there will be a new clown friend for all of us to enjoy. Let me tell you, there were so many instances where we got clowns and we immediately trashed them. Because <laughs> they frightened a lot of the pricers and they did not want them. <laughs> that that hurts my heart deeply. As a clown, as a clown rescue volunteer. <laughs> Every porcelain cloud I made the pricer put it out. And they thought I was weird, which was true. <laughs> Speaking of weird, why not head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks and check out the weirdest penny dreadful ever produced in the Victorian era. 
Varney the Vampire or the Feast of Blood. We are reading it chapter by chapter weekly over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks. Join us, won't you? Thank you. Please do. Special shout out to our current patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right, you. Au revoir. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>